I'll start the show. I'll start the show. Welcome to Slacker Studio, a podcast all about the things we do when we're slacking. We'll be chatting about a variety of things such as gaming, movies, tech news, and hobbies. I'm Jack. And I'm Ed. Oh my god, what a mess already. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened there? Yeah, we slightly changed up the intro there. So we've got a new topic uh, each week, um, and this week is hobbies. I don't like was, change. That was, that was the confusion. That was the confusion. I was like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, and we also have a beer of the show. Yes, we do. This what is the beer of the show, dude? This week is a Camden Town Brewery Strawberry Hells Forever Lager. And... Yeah, something like that. They, they literally go, actually, it isn't forever because we brew these with British strawberries and we can only make it in the summer. So it says, so while it's tart, crisp and well-rounded, it's not around for long. We could, we could have called it strawberry hell sometimes, but it didn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> I like it. So it's a lager. Uh, it's four and a half. Uh, well, about four and a half percent, and it should be strawberry flavored. See, this is interesting because it said that it's a uh, malt, wheat, pilsner, hops, pebble, mosaic, and I think that's hell melon or well melon or something. And then it says Bavarian lager yeast. So this is like a with British strawberries. So it's a craft yeah. beer of sorts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a. I mean, Camden aren't that much of a big brewery, oh, I don't 1. think. One point five for a little can. That's not bad. Yeah. It's four point six. I think it's. I think it's a good little one. It's. It's not a normal lager, that's for sure. So <laughs> I should actually like it because I. I just don't like drinking lager. Yeah, no, I'm. I. I don't mind lager. My favourite's Moretti, but that's yeah. the kind of. You know, Carling. Don't even get me started. No, no. thank you. Um. So would you like the dimple glass or the clear one? I will <laughs> take dimple. Dimple. <laughs> All right. Um. Cracky on three. Don't explode, you might explode it in the cup. Uh, it okay, did not explode. Ooh, okay. It's not mostly beery. Yeah. Ooh, is it a really. I feel it's like really we've turned it upside down. Oh man, I fucking failed miserably at pouring this again. I don't know how mine's going. I can't see it yet. It's. Wow. Have I, have I won? Yeah, you've really won. This is an interesting so weird color. Looking. This is br bright yellow. It's, it looks like cloudy urine. It, it's like, no, no, do you know what it reminds me of? It's actually, it looks like cider. It does That's look like cider. Like. Except mine is foamy no, as usual. because I. this bitch. I should know how to pour a beer. Like, I really should know how to pour a beer. Should, yeah, but I always fail at pouring beers. Clicky. There we go. Right. So we have so a picture. You have a picture now. Okay. So, ooh. What do you think? Uh, I haven't tasted it yet, but it is cloudy. Putting it up to light. You can see the bubbles, so it's definitely pilsnery and lagery. Yeah. Um, so let's give this a taste. Cheers. Cheers. Mine is mine is mostly foam because I'm an idiot. I'm so confused. I can oh oh strawberry aftertaste. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we got beer rating out of five, and usually we go through this entire blurb about one to five but screw it uh we'll just say what we rate it and we'll say whether we like it it's drinkable blah 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 uh what how do you feel about that this is really drinkable i'm so confused it is confusing to drink and and that that might sound confusing to you listeners but basically i'm not really sure what i'm tasting when i'm drinking it it's yeah. really sweet and then it's not and then it's a lager and then it's a, something else i i, I get lager soap <laughs> and then strawberry. I'm so confused with it. This was bit. your glass clean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it is it dishwashery glass? No, it's not dishwashery glass. It's fine. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
It's quite refreshing. I, I don't know whether it does it change. Yeah, it's, it's very cloudy. I like it. I'm, I'm quite happy with this. Okay, what would you give it as a rating for Strawberry Hells Forever Lager? I am going to go for a three and a half to start with because I actually really like this. I'm actually going to go for a two. This isn't really appealing to oh, really? me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's the first time we've properly it, differed on a thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't taste any strawberry, I just taste soap and lager and it's kind of bland for me. I don't know if it's my one. Hey, swapsies. Swap, oh, swapsies. Swapsies. Swap swap right. Yeah, yours does taste different. Yeah, yours tastes different. What the fuck? I reckon it's something with the glasses, like whether or not, like... It's the dimples, man. The dimples change everything with a glass. The dimpled glasses. Yeah, why does it taste so different? I don't... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which one do you prefer, yours or mine? Mine, definitely. Yeah, what is Which that? Which I'll have back, thanks. <laughs> it's not... It's honestly... Honestly, I, these glasses have been um, hand-washed and stuff for ages. It's not the actual soap of the uh, glasses. That's strange. I mean, it's entirely possible they're different batteries. Like, I don't... True. It's... You know, it's only a little brewery. Um... I wonder whether there's like a lock code or anything on it. So what does it say on, oh, on the bottom of yours? Mine says 1651003. Yeah. Oh, so the same batch we just got I guess, messed yeah. up thingies. Unless this is when it was bottled. No, but not bottled, uh, canned. Yeah. Um, in any case, yeah, strawberry hell sometimes. Apparently it's better in your glass, <laughs> dimply glass, than mine. That's curious, but yeah, I, I don't know. I really like it, but I can see why you don't. I'm gonna let it grow on me, dude. Because mm. um, I think that's the best way, and we always do this throughout the show. Yeah, we'll come back to this at the end, if, so, if we remember, but yeah. How's your week been, dude? Tell me about it. Uh, well, it's finally Friday. So. Yes! <laughs> Thank God! So there's so there's that. Um, it's Yeah, it's been a slow week. Um, it's kind of been slow in general, and kind of certainly work-related anyway, yeah. just... But it, typical fashion is going to be ridiculous from here on out until... Until holiday at some point later, um, <laughs> in August or something. When and you get then, to take holiday, yeah. Yeah, right. But other than that, like it's been slow. But we, we went, you know, we went to the cinema earlier yes, in the we week. Did. That was that was really good. That feels like a long time ago, but it does, doesn't it? What is that? Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, it feels like an age ago, <laughs> like, doesn't it? Yeah. So we went to see Incredibles two, uh, and that is very clear. There is no the in front of this one. It is Incredibles two. Whereas the first one was The Incredibles. Incredibles. Yeah, yeah. No idea why that changed, but anyway. Um, we will talk about that a bit later in the show during movies and TV. Yes, we will. Um, the other thing that happened, interestingly, this week was Taverncast posted something. So, Taverncast was a podcast, for any of you who are listening that don't know them, uh, was one of the first World of Warcraft podcasts, and it's actually... One of the shows that kind of brought me and Ed together as mates. Yeah. So we used to have, I think, science together for a while. And we had definitely IT. IT together. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> IT together, yeah. which I was shocking at. <laughs> um, but he was like, hey, have you ever heard a podcast? And I was like, no, what the hell is a podcast? He's like, oh, it's a recorded radio show. Uh, try this out. Listen to this podcast of a game you've never played before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and see how it goes. And I was like, yeah, why the hell not? Um, and that's how it kind of came about. Yeah, so that must have been in like 2004. Five. Yeah. Because and, oh, I learned something else today. Which yeah. was I watched the uh, Warcraft history thing. Oh um, yeah. Okay. From Wired. Have you seen it? No, but you mentioned it. A yeah. Few times. It, it actually felt quite long. I mean, it is long. It's like an hour long. Um, I, I watched it in a few chunks, and that was good. It's really interesting. The thing I learned was that actually Warcraft released in Europe six months later than in America. Oh really? And I didn't realise that, which kind of makes sense because I actually. What it was like, I felt like it was summer when I first played it. Yeah. Which would explain 
the in the not being November release like America was. Um, was Someone when I played it, I actually remember I started Warcraft in this very shed in the Slacker Studio. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Anyway, so yeah, ta Taverncast was like right near the beginning of that. I think they were actually the second one. So World of Warcraft still the first or something? Yeah, Warcast. Yeah, World of Warcast were they were the first one as far as I know. But like they they were they were kind of it at the start. Like yeah. that I remember anyway. I could be wrong, but like they were they were great. But anyway, Taverncast kind of like it's probably one of the main reasons we're podcasting now. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we I think we've mentioned before where we totally ripped the whole drink of the show thing from them. But it's it's uh, kind of a homage, isn't it? Yeah, though, absolutely. They like. That is by far the most entertaining podcast I've ever yeah. heard. Like, and so the, good. the audio quality and the group and just the way everyone's got their own kind of character and persona and something to bring. Even the likes of Bill bringing all his antics and his noises. Yeah. Eloy with this kind of more thoughtful process. And then suddenly he goes mad and Cromley has to bring him back into it. Yeah. Kern being kind of more like myself, having that sort of story-driven sort of approach to it. Yeah. But I think for, yeah, when Ed kind of posted that and said, hey, they actually posted something, I was like, holy crap, yeah, this... They're still around, you know. They're not. I don't think they're ever going to do another podcast, to be honest. No, or so, another show. But who knows? Yeah, I, I, they changed their like cover photo on the Facebook page is one of the other things they do. I, I know this seems ridiculous, but like it's something we've listened to for like over ten years. It was like people were like, oh, it looks like they're recording, and you should. I was like, no, no, they're not recording. That's like a very old picture, yeah. unless unless there's like. They haven't updated their Mac in like ten years because, <laughs> like, you can tell just by the interface that it is old. And they replied saying, "Yeah, you'd be the first to know if we were recording something. Don't worry." <laughs> like, but so yeah, so that was cool. Um, that's kind of a bit of nostalgia for us. Uh, I know a couple other people were pretty excited by it, like Ali, for example. Um, she she also is a, a long time yeah. listener to Tavencast, which is pretty cool. Um, there's a few of us around. Like I don't yeah. think they realise how we've all stuck around so much. It is nuts. That community is still very much there. And like when I joined it, I was like, oh my god, I'm late to the conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. There was like twenty odd com like comments on there by the time I got to it. Um, anyway, moving on. I finally am getting on track with this hundred press ups a day. Nice, thing. decent. Um, I. I think I mentioned before that I wasn't going to be able to do a hundred a day. Yeah, because that's I mean, nuts. Be fucking stupid! Like that, going that from zero not to a hundred in like a day would you not. You can't do that. No. So I'm on so far today, and I've still got hopefully will fit ten in when I get home. I am on forty out of fifty, which is nice. about where I wanted to be. But it's the first day I've done that because I actually made the effort to do some in the evening, because I do a reasonable amount in the morning, but then I'd kind of like forget about it or just not bother. Yeah. And then, so that, therefore, like, I would never hit my goal because I can't just squeeze them all in the morning. It is. that That's the whole entire thing. So, I mean, I used to, when I, was, when I had my, one of the freelancers with us used to do exercises with us, I used to do 30 in the morning and 30 in the afternoon. So I'd yeah. hit um, 60 twice a week. Um, so that's 60 press-ups twice a week. And it was okay. It was going okay. And then he went to another place because work went downhill for uh, the job that I was on yeah. in terms of they just didn't do any more digital content and I was left in the lurch. So I pretty much like re-put on all that I'd lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As is the way, like, you know, realising Greg's was down the road, I'm kind of like doing a major turnaround myself. But that's that's really incredible that you're kind of keeping this up and keeping the press-ups and the pressure going. That's wicked. Yeah, I'm getting there, which I'm quite happy with. But you, you've been doing exercise this week as well, right? Mm. 
So, I've got a friend's wedding in October. Yeah. And I said to myself that I was going to try and lose a stone before then, which is doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I had like one last hurrah, one last week <laughs> of being an absolute chubby idiot. You know, I, I went to Greg's, I got like one lunchtime, I had two sausage rolls, a donut, a mocha, and so and this mocky thing that you can get from um, wasabi, which is like this oh. this Japanese uh, sugary roll filled yes. with strawberry paste and it was incredible I felt as sick as a dog afterwards but that's the thing so I asked a friend oh, uh, can we actually do something because we wanted to do Tough Mudder which is yeah. like an assault course thing and so he said right once every week we meet up in Hayward's Heath uh, like, like the uh, where Ed lives okay. and on a Wednesday we do this circuit and you're more than welcome to join by yeah, the way be which be yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we do uh, different kinds of exercises so we do three sets of um so you do press-ups for 20 seconds, sit-ups for 20 seconds, squats, crunches, and planks, all for 20 seconds each. That sounds good. And you do three rotations of it. Yeah. And we also do um, the, the running, which was like 20 seconds, uh, walk, uh, a minute jog, and then you burst it for 10 seconds. Yeah. And then you go down to the walk, jog, burst. It's a steady, yes, yeah, an interval. Yeah. And I was shattered by the end of it, yeah. and my asthma was kicking in, my vertigo, so I was actually wrecked, but I felt really happy when I was going home thinking okay the first things the first hurdles over the top you know I, I can do this I can get there and knowing that I'm going on to a more healthier thing next week I actually feel pumped to do this yeah well I haven't been pumped last time I used to be oh for god's sake I don't really want to do this this sucks this is boring I don't want I want to have a donut lunch you know this is I've grown up like this I'd, who doesn't you know, yeah exactly <laughs> but I have to do this and it'll be good for my health yeah, it's like, like what you're doing as well. It's all good for us in the end. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it may. It's like you you just kind of embrace this like change to your routine. And, yeah. And once you get into it, I mean, we're slightly changing how we're doing things at home as well, um, which is really helping. Um, so yeah, just get on with it rather than complaining about it. Embrace it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, embrace it and make it a permanent change instead of a temporary one. So what else should we do? So yeah, um, all health aside, yeah. we had a new guy join our Discord this week, which has actually been quite fun, a guy called Rigor Morty, and um, I actually started listening to his podcast throughout the week, and he kind of did this uh, thing, oh god, I forgot, what's the name of his show? I cannot remember. Fright Night, yeah. or something like something similar, Blight Night, I That's think it, it was. Yeah, because he's undead, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> he's an undead rogue, just like myself. Hashtag bro. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of cool hearing him kind of uh, almost adopt the rogue from his point of view. Okay. But also just being able to talk to this person, you know, for the week. You know, anyone who wants to join our Discord, please feel free to pop along. Because link honestly, in the show notes. Yeah, link in the show notes. Because honestly, it's been great just having kind of that sort of... Throughout the week, it's been quite... It's been quite lively this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've loved it because I, we get to talk to people, we get to find out something new, and I love listening to other people's work and other people's craft. Like, Ali does her Dungeon Fables, Frasley does... Perfect. ...everything. Like, yeah, he's got, <laughs> I've lost count of how many shows he does. But, yeah, so Riggers joined us. Um, I was uh, also... Yeah, I guess it's... Um, in terms of work, it was really slow as well. Yeah. Nothing's going on. Um a few people have left work. Somebody's leaving work soon. And uh, I was asked the ultimate question during the week. Like, what do I want to do in my life? Big question. Um, in terms of, do I want to go into 2D or do I want to go into 3D? And how do I achieve that? So at work, when I don't have any job on, I'm still supposed to be doing their archiving, which kind of restricts self-learning. And also the self-learning is there's, I'm literally the 3D guy in the building. There's no senior. I have to very much self-drive myself for tutorials and little projects. 
So it's very difficult, but that kind of question's really been kicking me in the balls recently. It was just, what do I want to go? What, which direction do I want to go? How do I want to specialise? And it's a scary thought. It's really it, scary. And having all this time to think about it just makes it worse. Yeah, it's it's difficult. And I think everybody gets to that at some point in their life, multiple times, just go, am I doing what I want to do? Do I want to do this? Or how do I do yeah. the other thing if I want to do something else? And it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the steps I have been doing is trying to be more creative both at work and outside of it. So when I get home, there's no lack of creative flair, which kindly leads me on to being on Frasley's show. Yeah. So I was actually recently on Frasley's show. One of his shows. Yeah, one of his shows. <laughs> Sorry, let me say that. Um, uh, he did a segment on voice acting. So I got to kind of revisit how I was an actor in the past during college and during Beads yeah. and... Of course, I was always minor roles and beads because well, we were, yeah, it was yeah, it was good fun. that's another story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's another story altogether. But it was uh, it was really nice being able to kind of adventure back and see where I've come today and how I can do accents and all these other things. And it has also cemented in my mind being creative in that sense. So actually, in a weird way, this kind of you know neatly leads onto the next bit was kind of Frasley and yourself kind of inspired me to make something else. Yeah. So you released a whole new show. Yes. And I think it's something different. Yes. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and play it now, and then we'll come back and talk about it in a second. Northshire Abbey, a place of repute, starting hub for humans, Stormwind's naive recruits. In Northshire Valley, close to Goldshire Town, a bastion for clerics, holy men of renown. Forest surrounds in an idyllic green repose. Rabbits, wildlife, kobolds, but this was not always so. Prior to the First War, it was a home for holy men, whom cared for Archmage Medivh, in a coma back then. Alonzo's foul led them, Archbishop of the Light, planning war against the Horde, the perennial Azerothian fight. Though he made a mistake that became their downfall, he imprisoned an orc, dark green, vicious and tall. Garona Half-Orcan, a legend in her own right, set freed by an orcish onslaught setting the abbey ablaze that night. The refugees of Stormwind, their city destroyed, fled towards Lordaeron, their hearts a capital devoid. The sacred tomes were rescued from the desiccated debris, proved fundamental in learning the invisibility spell, you see. Thus ended the first abbey. Most of its books and all its power, its history, for a time, would be somber and dour. The second war showed this area its apocalyptic dark hand, as it fell under Cho'Gal, Ogre Magi, leader of the Twilight's Hammer Clan, allied to Gul'dan. A warlock of utter darkness. They did not last long against the might of Lordaeron unharnessed. They reclaimed Elwyn Forest and the abbey was rebuilt. This time to stay in evergreen forests and dark earthy silt. Back to modern times, the abbey still serves. As I said at the beginning, for recruits to test their nerves. Brave human adventurers keen to keep the peace. This area, however, suffered from a candle-loving beast. 
Kobolds of Echo Ridge Mine with pickaxes of steel shouting, You no take candle must be brought to heel. Wolves there are too, and an order most foul. The Defius Brotherhood, rebuilders of Stormwind, unpaid, disavowed. You fought both these foes for quite some time, until Deathwing, Emperor of Dragons, from his earthen dwelling did climb. Northshire was invaded by Blackrock Orcs and Goblin Assassins this time. The adventurer's job to repel them, extinguish fires, dish out justice in kind. Marshal McBride leads forth the Abbey's military band. Millie Osworth, winemaker, vineyard owner of most of Northshire's land. Brother Niels, wine drinker, at the top of the stairs he prays. I've spoken about the area, the history and the people, but the abbey itself still awaits. The abbey is comprised of three sections in total, main hall, hall of arms and the library wing all joined by an oval. The wonderful esplanade for initiates so glad as they seek recruitment into the order of the silver hand. The library boasts bookshelves for a piece with windows of stained glass, old tomes, ever-burning candlelight and a monk at hand for any questions you may ask. The Hall of Arms, two stories high, coats of arms around the hall, a mighty round table around which class trainers reside for all. Here you learn your first skills before questing out into the world. Under its high vaulted ceiling, paladin banners unfurled. Finally we have the main hall, the esplanade I spoke of before which joins all sections for new heroes to explore. It is here from Marshal McBride that you gain your first quest in Great Northshire Abbey at King Rin's behest. Okay, so the first episode, yeah. you were talking about, well, not talking, you'd written a poem about. Yes, about Northshire. So it all came from when I was in college and I used to do English literature, and I was told that I was crap at English literature. <laughs> but very good at right. language because yeah. um, we had to they gave a load they gave us a load of words on the board and say make a poem out of this okay. and I managed to slam out a poem in like five minutes and it shocked everyone and I was like oh maybe I actually have an aptitude yeah um, but I miss role playing as well um, you know it's, I guess it's that part of being an actor still and I love some sort of I love lore in Warcraft and lore in games in general like Skyrim anything I play I love knowing the history about it because I love history anyway yeah um, so this really fed into this idea of Finding a place, maybe someone's new to the game, maybe they want to revisit an old zone, um, finding out the lore, the history, uh, how it's changed, um, what I liked about it, and just kind of making a poem about it. And, you know, as you could hear from that episode, it was, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. So I'm always changing stuff up. I also did an episode on Redridge. Yeah. And uh, my next episode, um, which is currently a work in progress because I'm still working it out, it's going to be very different from the first two. Okay. Um, because it's actually going to have its own introduction and it's going to be Death Knell. So, you know, spoilers properly aside, expect it to start off as a person who is well and truly alive okay. and ending with well and truly dead, as is Death Knell. So I'm covering the undead starting area because I feel like I've been a little bit more alliancey. I have to this. say I'm really looking forward to this one because I love the undead starting zone. So do I. Certainly ever since Cataclysm, yeah. that playing... I, I think it's one of the best starting zones in the game, yeah. if not the best. I mean, the Goblin ones different yes as is the worgen one but i think overall feel of it it's got to be the undead one oh, man, it's the music it's the grim reality of it. it everything about that zone is something i've wanted to do for a while and i think it was either i think somebody suggested it could have been yourself or somebody else recently and i wish i remembered said why don't i get other people to read out different paragraphs oh yeah that was me yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry thank you ed so, ed said why don't you get other people to read out parts of the poem so um this is also an open invitation to everyone out there um, please, if you want to actually be a part of this podcast, once I've finished uh, doing all the main bits, 
I'm literally, if somebody says, actually, I want, I want to read out a line, or mm. I want to read out a stanza, I'm just going to give that, give you that stanza to read out, and I'll tell you the bounce of it. I'll send you a voice reel of how I'd say it, and maybe just give your own spin on it, and you can be in the cast. That's the idea. I just want it to be something which I enjoy doing, which I love doing, and also, you know, kind of sharing the love because yeah, it's think, a passion. I think definitely, yeah, definitely, it's one that is quite easily shareable and e with the community and easy to get people involved in. Yeah. Without much commitment but so so the show is called poems of places poems of places i was going to say places of something yes I got the and and it's not just warcraft based which is why i left it so open-ended okay. so i might actually go into tamriel and look at say white run from skyrim which yep. is one of my favorite cities um things like poems of places shadow moses island from metal gear solid it doesn't <laughs> matter how abstract it is that's the beauty of it so i'm very excited to kind of see where this can go but I'm not going to be putting this out weekly. It might be, you know, bi-weekly, maybe even less. It might, I might have a sporadic night where I just yeah. make one, dude. It'll be out when it's out. It'll be out when it's out, yeah. But hopefully by the time we put this this show out, we'll have... Um, it, we can certainly link SoundCloud in, yeah. in the notes, because that's up. So, but we'll be putting it up onto things like iTunes shortly as well, so there'll be the RSS feed and all of that yeah. for you guys to easily get at. But for now... Look at the link in the show notes uh, if you want to do that and hit us up if you want to take part in it. Yes, please do. Um, plug, plug, plug over. Um, let's go into one of my favourite parts of this cast. Yes. Gaming. Yes, What indeed. have you been up to with this very boring-ass slow week, sir? I've been playing some games. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. Oh, yeah. Um, what you been playing there, Ed? So something quite big happened this week with gaming. Um, <laughs> a bit of a bit of updating to Warcraft. I mean, a lot, and at the same time, nothing happened. Yes. Yeah. 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 So patch eight point zero dropped in well eight point zero point one, which I think is interesting already. But um, it's the pre-patch for Battle for Azeroth, the new expansion for World of Warcraft, which obviously you know if you're playing Warcraft, and it kind of broke more than it added. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People were not actually able to get in the game. A lot of servers went down. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen anything like this since, like, I don't know, Burning Crusade? Me and a few mates no. <laughs> got ruined by a disciplined priest. We really? could not touch him. Full health, hopping around. You know when people run around a map? Yeah. They're a Bashi Arena, just jumping up Bouncing. and down. You know they got it. Yeah, yeah. And just ruining us. I couldn't do anything. And every time he cast Shadow Mend, which is the healing spell, um, it... I think it healed him at least a quarter of his health. Yeah. Either that, or this could be even worse. He could have been bloody Shadow. That would have been even worse if he could just heal himself and jump yeah. around the arena. That would be interesting. I mean, so so just to kind of sum it up, it was yeah. kind of there was no extra story was added, um, but our artifact weapons were broken, which and that those two things together actually kind of frustrated me because I, I logged in and, and like the previous little update was really great you got yeah. kind of got to like you, you're trying to save azeroth with your artifacts like use some of your artifact power to help yeah and then suddenly it's just dead yeah well the idea behind that quest was actually to say that you're drawing the power of uh, sargeras's sword into your artifacts yeah. and it's eventually going to break this is overloading to the point where it goes ah which is actually something I'm disappointed about. Uh, one thing, as a shadow priest throughout this entire expansion, your knife could talk to you. Yes. Zalatath yeah, yeah, could yeah. go delicious when you kill someone. Yeah. And it was the coolest little bit of lore. And every time I heard that voice from the female voice actor, I, I had a smile immediately because I was like, yeah. this is so cool. 
nothing. These last two things, nothing. I would have thought that when you took uh, Sargeras' power into the artifact, be she'd be more, screaming, yeah, yeah, yeah. she'd be saying, how dare you, the, the Empire is going to send, you know, all this kind of like, all the Cthulhu noises, yeah. nothing, dead. It was nothing. They missed an opportunity I'm there. I'm so upset with that. Like, that literally kind of killed yeah. me inside a little bit. Unless... I got unlucky, and maybe there was a voice line that was added. I don't, I don't think, think I don't so. Think so. I think I, I think it's retconning it. Just going, hey, yeah. hey, BFA shoehorn. I think that's my only frustration with this is I'm I'm really happy with where we're going. Don't get me wrong, and I'm I don't want to be one of the many people whining at Blizzard. Yeah, right no, now. I'm like, I'm with you. I'm so happy with what it's. I mean, I'm I'm really happy with the current stuff. Like it's going to be good. It's there are be awesome. some wonkiness problems going on right now um which i slightly explored a couple of them the other day yeah. on the mini sode thing that we put out um but i think overall next week the story starts and i'll be happy when the story starts yeah. because i mean it's going to start with a bang oh yeah like i tell you a big bang with fire <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah yeah uh, something something burning man yeah, 2018 yes, yes. <laughs> Tyrande's yeah. like, did I leave the oven on? Yeah, that was a good meme. I, I like that, that one. So yeah, much. and Pat Crane going, yeah, Burning Man's coming to Teldris Hill. <laughs> it's like, good. oh. But, like, <laughs> honestly, um, I'm still psyched about going to the main Horde area in Zeldazar because mm -hmm. I remember that from Beta, and I know it wasn't even fully finished. My God, is it beautiful. This yeah. expansion is going to be different. I feel it's going to be more like Mists of Pandaren somewhere, like there's going to be two hubs, yep. even though I know there's going to be a main sanctuary. Maybe there isn't. But wow, I just yeah, I can't wait. The art, uh, the artwork that they've done, the texturing is incredible. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to do kind of a, a pre-battle for Azeroth like standalone thing. Hell yeah! Because and may maybe we'll do that sometime next week after the bit, of, the first bit of story comes out. Zakalari gonna kill you, man. Exactly, because we've got far too much we can talk about. With yeah. That. Like yeah. anyway, but so yeah, moving on from WoW, I think. The only thing I've got to do is still figure out my talents and stuff. Um, have you got anything else you're doing in Warcraft? Um, no, I did, I, did the, um, I did the rat mount, which you'd get from the underbelly of Dalaran. Yeah. So you kill enough people and you do enough of the PvE down there, you get these little things called Sight of the Size, and when you get 20k, you can get a rat mount. And that's a lot, actually. Yeah, it's a lot. It takes ages. So it's taken me since 6 this afternoon, and it's now nearly 9 yeah. to get this done. Four hours, and I had a I had, okay group, but it just was really slow. But I got it, and it was fun, and I, I'm so glad to not go back in there. I'm so bored of it now. I'm yeah, I mean, I had to farm Sightless Eyes for, like, I needed, like, just over a thousand of them or something for a couple of recipes. All right, yeah. And that's it. And that was bad enough. Yeah. I, I spent most of it fishing in a pool. Just like... <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those um, are the people I usually kill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that did happen a few times. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, other than that, I've um, actually... It loaded up Grand Theft Auto 5 again. Yeah, I, Yes. Well, originally, so I had it on my Xbox 360. Of course, I remember you showing me on your laptop. Um, and then I sold my 360, and actually, by the way, that was the best game I ever played on my 360. Like I, when that, and that was when I when it first came out when I yeah. was at uni still. And the story in that is still one of my favorite games I've ever played. Like just the, the, it's really immersive. I still really enjoyed it the second time around because I bought it again on PC and kind of and just played it through. Yeah. But what I'm thinking of trying to do is actually get 100% completion in it, which is I got pretty close to the kind of the extra stuff when I played it on the Xbox. 
because like I did this thing where you find all the spaceship parts or something that are scattered around and you get some extra little car thing. I mean, honestly, it wasn't fucking worth it, but like it, it, <laughs> it was it was interesting at least. Um, it, it'll be tough to do, and I I'm only on like I'm on seventy nine percent or something terrible right now. That's which, pretty good though. It is, fair, but it? you. Uh, is it collectibles mainly? There's a lot of collectibles, and you've got to like perfect every single mission. Oh, so you, fuck. So do you see what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't think I've even got like a perfect mission ever. So let's say you've got to get from A to B, you have to not hit anything with the car. You you have to take no damage and other That's things hellish. like that. And it's fucking GTA. You're gonna crash into some yeah. dickhead <laughs> on the highway, <laughs> like. like and, or you're going to crash a helicopter into a building or something. And that's just how it is. So that... Frenchman with a striped shirt and a baguette just... Yeah. Oh, oh, no! <laughs> In the middle of LA or wherever it is. No, hot, hot, yeah. Hey, it's a multicultural hub, Ed. Oh, fine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's that's something I'm looking at doing. I don't know whether I will. I mean, it, it, it'll take a lot of time because I have to play the whole game again. And as I long spend... as you enjoy doing it, that's the main thing. Like... Yeah, I... It's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I looked on Steam. That's why. That's the good and bad thing about Steam. So I've only in in, in you know air quotes um, put fifty something hours into it. Fairs. So, I mean, that sounds like a lot of time when you think about it. But actually, compared to other things, like oh, man, I, I put, hate to think. I put like four hundred fifty, five hundred fifty five exactly, yeah. in Skyrim alone, and yeah. I've not completed half of that. Yeah, is it, you know, it's it's relatively speaking, it's not a lot of time, and I don't know how long it'll take me to do. So even if it takes half of that to do the completion thing yeah. over the next year, I guess it'll be fine because they're not going to release a new one anytime soon. Like they're just raking in the cash with the <laughs> online thing, and I which they're I fucking that. hate. They've been, I know it's, I know it's, I know you hate it, but I'm surprised at how much they've been churning out content since it's been out. Yeah, it's nuts. I think Rockstar really kind of kept their yeah. fan base going with that. It's a very different game now than when it first came out. Red Dead Redemption, by the way. Oh, really? I can't wait for that. No, oh, too, right? Yeah, 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 I yeah. cannot wait for that to come out. Oh. Yeah. I want to be a cowboy! <laughs> Talking of being a cowboy, though, Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy. Now, I want to know about this, because this is something which I don't play, but I have a weird connection to as well. Okay. So the only connection I have is that there was a gaming group when I was at university that were yeah. actually the developers for this when I went to FutureWorks in Manchester. Oh. They're the guys that actually, I think, either made or developed this game. Uh, Hello Games. Yes, I think yeah. it's them. Okay. So No Man's Sky. We're yeah, talking about yeah. No Man's Sky. Um, new Wild Patch, I mean, I get it's kind of... For, for those overhaul? of us... Yeah, overhaul. Like, I mean, don't again, a game that has totally changed since launch. So I bought it... Basically, the first time I could get hold of a slightly discounted version on PC, um, I guess it must have been on a Steam sales or something. But this was like one of the first games I bought on when I built my PC. And I just, I know there was like the worst amount of negativity around this <laughs> game. Like it, it, over promising. And I agree, they did over promise and yeah. this, that, and the other. But there is a fantastic interview, which note to self, I need to include in the show notes with um, Sean Murray, the lead developer. Yeah. Where he literally the other day with, I think it's The Guardian, um, kind of talking about all of that uh, and how he, at the time, he kind of just got carried away with what he wanted the game yeah. to be and where they were going and didn't exactly clarify that actually when it's released, it's not going to be that. 
and it really wasn't what they promised, <laughs> like, <laughs> at all. But anyway, it's like, it's it's a really fun, chilled game. The, when I first started playing it, there was kind of only one thing to do, which was fly around and not die, or you could play the kind of survival mode where everything is trying to kill you, like, yeah. including the environment, etc. Um, but now, in its current state before next week, it's really interesting. There's a lot more content in there. There's a whole bunch of like quest quest systems and stuff. But next week, for the No Man's Sky next patch, because it is called next for some reason, um, it, it totally changes again. I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna probably restart the game. Yeah, I've sunk about eighty hours into that, and most of that, honestly, is flying through space, doing nothing. <laughs> and that's the best thing about it because you can do whatever the hell you want um but it's totally going to change and they're adding multiplayer so a lot of what they suggested originally is gonna be in there properly now so it's gonna be like porting to planet ed so i can meet ed yeah and then kill you on planet ed and then call it planet jack yep yeah that could happen that'll yeah. be good fun <laughs> yeah we should try that i want to see what can be done um, i think it is full-on multiplayer or you can group up in fours oh fair or you can just turn it off and you can just be single player, which is great because I think that's important to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, it is their fuck everything else. I'm just going to go chill out in space game. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's literally what it is. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that, but that's, that'll be, I don't know when I'll start playing that. It does drop sometime next week. Hang on, what day? Yeah, next week. Um, it's cool Tuesday. to see you hyped about it as well. Cause like I've, I've been kind of trying to get hyped about certain things and Warcraft is the closest thing recently. Mm. I think, yeah, it's going to completely change it, and I'm. I hope it's as exciting as I think it is. The problem I have is that it's such a big game. The chances of running into anybody still are small. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the point. Or you can choose. You can like find friends online and this that, and the other, and you can choose to group up with them. So we'll see. But that's kind of it. What else have you been up to in gaming? So uh, I put a video in our Discord and uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, today actually. Um, I've been playing a game with my friends, uh, with the other guys, uh, Morgan and Kate, called Golf With Your Friends on Yarr. Steam. Costs about less than five quid, so I don't know how much that is in dollars, but it's basically crazy golf in Steam. And it's really fun, and they're also level designers that people have done their own levels oh, for it. Oh, okay. But it's kind of like Rocket League where you can customise things. You can customise your golf ball. <laughs> so my golf ball has a pirate hat and a chemtrail behind ah, it now. right, I couldn't... That's what that stupid yeah. thing was on the top okay, of the uh, ball. Okay, that makes sense. But it's so much fun. It's like, you are saying about how No Man's Sky is your nice, chill-out thing. Well, this kind of is for mine. The music is quite calming and pleasant, and I usually get stressy when I play competitive games because I'm naturally competitive in that yeah. sense. I get... That's that's where I can compete into something, even though I'm crap in it. I love that drive. As much as it gets me angry, it's usually like a, oh, frustration, fuck, than a, you know, like a, I'm so, so angry, I yeah. gotta leave this and run yeah. away. But this game, sometimes I can play it chilled out. Some days I can play it like, I need to get that hole in one. <laughs> I need that fix right now. This virtual mini golf. Like... This vi virtual mini golf <laughs> just taking over my life slowly. <laughs> but it is so much fun, and I've been playing that, and it's been my chill out game. So every time I finish the day, no matter what, I'm, if I'm sucked at PvP and WoW, or if I've been playing Overwatch or Skyrim, I will go to golf with your friends, even if it's just golf without your friends, and play a game myself. So the funny thing is... And it's an early access. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I so in Discord, it kind of shows, if you let it, what what you're playing, mm. right? So so it said, Jack's playing Overwatch, this, that, and the other. Um, and then it was like, 
golf with friends and I'm like what the fuck is that it's like as you just said some <laughs> random custom bullshit in there like and then it turns out when he releases this video like the next day I'm like ah it's an actual game yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> things make more sense now it's yeah. fun like Mor Morgan found it actually he was like I actually kind of like crazy golf do you want to do that I'm like yes yeah crazy golf is fucking great well when I was a kid EA games EA games oh yeah it was um they used to do the PGA tour games and my brother used to buy them and they were actually really relaxing. That and the uh, old PGA, or the uh, the Madden, the old Madden ones. That oh, yeah. Used to yeah. But I used to love the PGA Tour ones because it was chilled out. I used to love doing golf as a kid. So, you know, this kind of suits me down to the ground. So, yeah, golf with your friends at the moment. With friends, it's amazing. On your own, it's just a great game to play. I can't wait until they add more maps and more content because it can get stale, but you can always try new things on the courses, which is why it's fun. So do you think it's going to be one of those early access games that is always early access. Uh, I reckon it has the potential, but it depends on the developer. Um, I think that as it is, they shouldn't make it early access. I think it's okay actually how it is. I think right. all they need to do is just keep adding maps and content. That's why it's still early access. Okay. But if they are going to expand it, I can see it has great potential. I just don't want them to over, over hash it. The simplicity is what makes it great. Yeah. And if they change anything about it, it'll ruin its essence. Yeah, that makes sense. Keep it simple. Stick to what you're actually doing. Don't make it ridiculous. Yeah. And it's got positive reviews which is great yeah um i think on other gaming news a really quick one uh so i play old school runescape and i managed to finally get 75 wood cutting which is <laughs> I, I did know. on the train i know how ridiculous that is yeah. and <laughs> I, the great thing was when i saw so what they did is they used to have runescape before i played warcraft and i managed to get my wood cutting up to 66 and then they changed the game so i stopped playing yeah when they re-released the old version i had to start wood cutting from scratch so I'd never gotten past Willow before, okay. and that's from years and years of playing the game. So to finally cut one of the magic trees and get a magic log from the tree, which yeah. I thought was epic to get, on the train, bored, half asleep, was actually really quite nice. I think I need to download, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to play it, but like, I... I mean, old school RuneScape was kind of... It's a fest. It is, and it always was, but yeah. it was kind of... The only other, if you didn't have a WoW subscription, that was it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah, that was yeah, the that only. Was it. Again, I must have spent hours and hours yeah. in that. That thing. was my, I, I still remember, like, I, I remember the first day I played WoW vividly. I also remember the first day I played uh, RuneScape because there was a magic to it yeah. that I can never throw away. Like, I remember starting an undead warlock in Death Knell, and then my mum had a friend come over. So right. I had to literally leave the shed and sit there and talk to her. All the while in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to that game yeah. later. That seems really fun. I might be able to join Ed later. And fast forward about three hours later, you're like, you're an idiot. Come Alliance. I'm Alliance. I'm like, how do, who, how do I am <laughs> go Alliance? You're like, you're on the wrong server. You're on the wrong realm. You're a dick. Yeah, man. And I mean, doing that. God, those days were different. And were actually, lost travelers. Yeah, uh, kind of okay guilds. We got about 100 people, yeah. and they were active, and that was when guilds actually did stuff together. And yeah. I really wish that I'd that real idea existed then, so we could have kept in contact with some of the people whose names I've now forgotten. Yeah, I mean, we also then were a part of another guild, weren't we, that was... Uh, that was the only the time elites. I did... Yeah, was it? With, bo like, Boxcutter and stuff? Who yeah, was I that thought, with? Box, I thought that was the, the elite. Um, maybe it was, I maybe, don't know. Oh, maybe not. I thought Boxcutter was in Lost uh, Travellers. But he was raid leading. That's true. So I don't know. Like, anyway, this, this is back in, like, Wrath, and that was the only time I properly raided. And it was fucking great. Like, but yeah, those guys, man, I, I 
Yeah, you're right. I wish the real ID thing was a thing because it'd be great to know how they're doing. I'd love to know how Box Cutter is doing. Yeah, hashtag Box Cutter if you're out there. <laughs> yeah. But now, um, we've spoken about games for a bloody long time. Um, how about movies? I'm eager to talk about movies and TV. Yes. So let's get the tiny other bit of TV away. Um, I'm planning to watch all of Game of Thrones again. Uh, which is going to be fun, but other than that, that's Incredibles 2. What else have you done except for Incredibles 2? Um, I've been watching uh, a series on Netflix called The Vietnam War, a film by Ken Burns and Lynn... It doesn't want to tell me. <laughs> oh, Ken Burns Lynn, it doesn't want to tell me. <laughs> well, that's not very nice, Ken. Why isn't Lynn being shown? But yeah, it's... Oh, and Lynn Novick. So okay. it's, it basically is a documentary about the Vietnam War from okay. the very beginning to kind of, well, yeah, to the end. It, the, it covers the entire war and it's brilliant. It has survivors, it has families who have lost their sons. It's an incredible thing. And it talks all about um, the struggle between, you know, what the world was like at the time, communism, yeah. uh, the rise of communism, how we in the West were so afraid of communism that we, we did not want this... South Vietnam and North Vietnam divide. We didn't want Vietnam to become another communist country because we feared it would sweep. Yeah. So we tried to bolster the South as much as possible. I say we, the Americans did. We pulled out. We were having none of it. We didn't care. Nope. Um, and they bolstered it and it got to the point where they'd put so much into it that they eventually put land troops in there. That's the long, that's the long and grim short of it. And it sparked a whole counterculture, the hippie culture about, you know, opposition against war, peace and all this other stuff. Um, and they cover all of that in that sense. And so if you've got Netflix, the Vietnam War, it is quite grim. It is quite gritty. There are a lot of not safe for work things to watch in there. But yeah. it's a brilliant documentary. And I haven't been that enthralled with a documentary for a long, for quite some time. So it's like Planet Earth 2. Okay. I mean, like you say, I mean, it, it's always going to be graphic. Yeah. Like there's no tiptoeing around it if you're going to do it properly, I guess. It's... The, the key word is war, you know? Yeah, right. I mean... <laughs> Have you? I know that this is dramatized, but did you see Hacksaw Ridge? Um, I yeah, I've seen bits of it. Yes, yeah, so it was about the guy who is he did not want to kill anyone. Yes, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. I haven't actually seen it fully, but I've seen scenes. I think that's on Netflix now, by the way. But so that is the most. I know we're going to slide off a bit. Like that is the most real and brutal thing I've seen for a long time in oh, a wow. film. Like it, it was. It, one of those films that you walk out of the cinema going, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'll have to give it a watch then. But yeah, I mean, uh, that sort of thing is really interesting to me, uh, just to see the sheer insanity of war. Like, yeah, and it's hearing from the guys and seeing in their faces when they retell stories and disassemble what the heck's happened. And... There are moments where you know that they're actually in their mind, they're back there on the battlefield. Yeah. And they're experiencing everything. And going through, especially for Vietnam, because it was a moment where the Americans felt invulnerable after World War II and they tried to adapt World War II tactics to war to a place which it just did not apply. Yeah. And these young guys that wanted to serve their country for what they you know, believed in, the valour, the honour, all these other things, to get there and realise that it's completely warped and it's nothing like they expected. And, you know, these people that they've kind of been with, you know, some guys as young as 18 um, having their friends die right next to them because they're fighting in a war which is, at that point, technically unwinnable. You yeah. know, the entire enterprise was to try and kill more VC and North Vietnamese troops than 
they were being killed. That was yeah. the idea, and it just does didn't work. Did. But and and they were saying it as well. All the guys, all the veterans, were saying in the video, say, yeah, we shouldn't have been there. It's a stupid idea. But they said, but then, you know, this is how I thought. This is how I was thinking. And it's that idea of nationalism, of state ideology, and it was insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Brilliant, and it's so they're so brave to have talked about it, including the families who had lost. I always wonder about that. People are very much nowadays. They don't want to say anything. Everyone's scared of the camera. Everyone's scared of being caught up on words. So when you see a documentary and you've got genuine responses from people who are there, right in the thick of it, it is so eye-opening. And it's something which I always look out for in documentaries because I feel like with the advent of technology, with the advent of all this progressivism, which is a good thing, and I'm not going to go political or anything like that, um, people are very scared to give their opinion because you know everyone's going to be caught up on something, no matter yeah. how small it is. Yeah, absolutely. I think having a, a real feeling documentary is what makes it a good one. Yeah, totally, totally um, agree. So <laughs> yeah. let's let's move on to something slightly different. Incredibles two. Yes, Incredibles two. Uh, Brad Bird finally returns fourteen years later. I think it was <laughs> to. Oh yeah, it's fourteen years. Bit like Ooh. wow. Um, just but yeah, I think the short of it is I really fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it too. <laughs> like, I remember when we were back in Beads, our secondary school, where we mm. first became mates, they did an orchestra night where they had the original, uh, the, the incredible soundtrack okay. they did as yeah. an orchestra piece. And I was so, everyone in that room was hyped to hear it. Yeah. Because we were like, oh, I know which part of the film it is. And they had the projector down and they had the film on it whilst they were playing it. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. And I was like, this is so cool. It's the first time I'd ever seen that. Yeah. And it's that, The Incredibles and How to Train Your Dragon are two of my favourite animations ever, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for them to say, oh, Incredibles 2, I'm like, I know it's going to be good. Yeah. I know it's going to be good. I mean, it's Pixar, man. Yeah. Like... That, and I was just, even the short beforehand, that's the first time. I've ever heard clapping in the cinema in England. Oh, really? Okay, ever I've had England. it before. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it was... It, so I, I don't want to spoil any of the, the stuff, but the little short at the beginning is fucking weird, but, like, when you get... It, like, it opens, and you're like this, what, what the hell... So I'm going to kind of, like, summarise it. It's yeah. without even giving anything away. It's about uh, motherhood. So it's about kind of a mum... And how when she's raising a child, especially like maybe a boy, it's your special boy, it's the innocence. And then as the boy gets older, it's that innocence being skewed and a mother having to let go of that innocence and yeah. how hard that is. And seeing this very cute thing kind of change and evolve and become tangent, become a little bit maybe more distant. Yeah. It's a real parent's kind of worry that all parents go through. Um and I think that's beautifully represented in this film, which which is minimal dialogue, which is how it should be. That's why I think uh, things like Mr. Bean is so universal. <laughs> yeah, there's no dialogue. Yeah, no it, dialogue, and incredible. you know, you know what's going on. It's like a human concept. Yeah. So yeah, brilliant. That's the first time I've heard, yeah, clapping in the audience. I was absolutely stunned, and that's before the Incredibles had even no Incredibles two. Sorry, yeah, had even started. <laughs> Nuts. I think I think it was great. It was it, it was eye opening. Yeah. And and very, I mean, it's an emotional piece, to be honest. Like, it when you, you don't, at the very beginning of it, you don't really know what's going on. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, okay, what are we going to get now? It's a Pixar short. They could be anything. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was great. Um, but then we actually got to the film itself. And the weirdest thing about it is it picks up pretty much instantly yes. after The Incredibles finishes. It does. 
and I honestly can't remember a huge amount of the fine detail of the first one. I remember the whole story, but like I can't remember exactly what happened at the end of it. Oh, uh, I do. So, I mean, this this film's been out for a while, so yeah, yeah. If, if you haven't seen the first, yeah. yeah, I want to spoil the first one. So, um, they have the main bad guy, who is basically he's a normal guy that wanted to have superpowers, didn't have superpowers. And as a kid, he was spurned by Mr. Incredible yeah. to go home, buddy. I work alone. And it kind of drove him on this bad thing where he started trying to perfect the ultimate weapon and try and uh, he wanted to kind of make everyone super by making technology that makes everyone super like zero gravity yeah. uh, technology and stuff. I've forgotten the guy's name. Uh, Syndrome. His name yeah. is Syndrome. Yeah. And eventually, so basically the entire film is about them trying to combat Syndrome and win. They beat Syndrome, and it's a lovely film about this family coming together yeah. to fight crime together. And in the end of it, they're a family of fight of uh, crime fighters, and it's brought this unit together. And you, each character is unique, not just in power but in character, and it's brilliant. And it all ends with them after this track meet where they have little Dash doing his like he wants to compete in the Olympics at school, but his superpower is to go really fast. Right. Yeah. So he has to. So they're like saying, "No, go, go fast. No, slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. Oh, go for a second. Go for a second. <laughs> and he wins the trophy, and it's wicked. Um, when they go out to the yard, this big mole machine comes out of the ground. He goes, "Behold the underminer." <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't do Oh, that. God, it just broke Jack. It um, just broke. Behold the Underminer! So that happened right at the very yeah, end. That's that's how it okay, starts in. It okay. goes, I may be beneath you, but you are not beneath me. Yeah. I think that's how the line no goes. flipping sense whatsoever. But that's, that's right. the idea. So it, it ends with the Underminer, and they all put on their masks, and it goes straight to the credits with the awesome music, and that's how you end the film. Okay, and then the second one peaks up exactly as that happened. Yep. Almost, or like 30 seconds before that happened. Pretty much. And from then on, it's it's a wild ride. Like, it's awesome. Like, you'd think there'd be dull moments. Sometimes the first one had moments where you're like, okay, this is the bit I can kind of tune out a little bit. Yeah. Um, once you've watched it for like the seventh time, you know which <laughs> bits are going to be a right, bit slow. Right, yeah, yeah. This one kind of felt like there was an interesting bit throughout it. There was no dull moment everything felt like it was quite in sync and it was actually quite nice because i didn't want it to end no 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 i think I, again one of those films i just had a good time all the way yeah, through it like totally. i really did I, I, and it was i think the the what they did with the characters in this one was fantastic it was nice to have to slightly shift the focus from where you wanted it to be um i remember like us whispering to each other and like <laughs> the, uh, the rest of us that were in there because we weren't really or was it five of us? Yeah. Um, which was great to actually go with a few people to the cinema for a change. Like, yeah. it's just like two or three of us, isn't it? But um, and then we were just like, oh, I wonder whether this is going to happen next. And then we were fucking wrong every time. Like, <laughs> and it was great to be wrong because it was nice to be yeah. su surprised by it. Like calling it that guy's the douche. That yeah. girl's the douche. This is the douche. Yeah. And then am I the douche? Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. <laughs> like. Uh, so, quick summary of it. What do you reckon? I would give that. I mean, out of what? Out of ten? Because I'd. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even want to give it a rating. I would just say it's a fantastic film that I'm definitely going to get the moment it comes out on DVD. Even not on DVD, like I'm probably going to get a digital copy. But yeah. I'm going to watch the hell out of that when it comes when it's fully released again. Yeah, I want to see it again. Um, I, I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. I mean, I say obviously I haven't. I have a monthly thing to the cinema, so we can go as much as we want, yeah. um, which is great. But although it doesn't cost me anything to see it again, 
I probably won't because there's some other stuff I want to try and fit in as well. Of course. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what I'd rate it, but it would be good. I'd it's, say just go see it. I'd, yeah. Slack is approved, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Like, it definitely see it as far as we're concerned. Uh, I don't know. Do we, so we, we move on to tech stuff normally, but like we're quite into this show already. So yeah. should we skip tech stuff? Yeah, man. All it is, I was just I basically I'm thinking of buying a graphics card next month. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, that's kind of it. Uh, we got some sexy new cables from Antec, which is great. We will talk about those at some other point properly. And there's some other stuff coming as well. And let's go on to our new segmenty thing, which is a weekly changing topic thing that we haven't called anything. Yeah, <laughs> so it's basically called the topic. Um, we decided that we decided that we decided that to make a topicy thingy. Yeah. Of basically, it changes every week to kind of spice things up a bit, and honestly, so we could actually keep on rolling on a topic instead of kind of having block, 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 and blah. Yeah. Um, and also it means that you guys get to know us a little bit more and kind of figure out what we like and our passions and joys and stuff. So today's uh, topic is actually hobbies. Yeah. So Ed, what was your chosen hobby? And tell us about it. So my chosen hobby is the one that I have probably been doing longest. Yes. Uh, so we're, you know, throwing, I guess gaming is a hobby, isn't it? And But throwing that in the bin. Um, mountain biking. So... I don't know how the best way of doing this is. Like, do, shall I run through it from me? And then, like, if you have things you want to, like, question me on? Like, I don't know. Like, we're, we're trying to figure this out as we fucking go. We have yeah. no <laughs> clue what we're doing. I'd say, yeah, just go, because I want to hear your history of it. And then, you know, I might jump in. But to be honest, this is all new ground for me as well. I, all right. So, I know that you mounted bike, but apart from a few accidents, I don't really yeah. know how you got into it or where it goes. Ah, lovely accidents, yes. Uh, so I started mountain biking, I think, in about early 2009. Um, the reason I think that is because I was at college, which I think we started in 2009. I think so, yeah. Um, and oh, then, yeah, we must have done. because so, so basically, I got my first proper bike just after GCSEs, we'd, we'd done, I got some... Just after Kalimanjaro? Or where uh, you went for the charity? Madagascar, thing? yes. Madagascar, yeah, after that was when I went and got my new bike from... <laughs> That's close. Yeah, Kilimanjaro or whatever uh, you said. Yeah, yeah. Thing, Near enough. Um, some fancy place that's not here. Uh, that was, which is a great trip. We can do that as another time. But um, yeah, new, I got a Felt Q520, which is a bike that I still have today um, in... In some form or another, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty messed up, but it's it's still going. Um, I, so I I used to ride that bike to and from college because uh, from my house I could go pretty much in a straight line, and it would take me 20-25 minutes to, <clears throat> to cycle it. That's decent. Or I could get a bus that cost me money, and it would take forty-five minutes. What? And it would go like three sides of a square. So you'd go like, you can't see this, but yeah. you'd go from my house into town, across town, and then back down to college. Whereas I could go straight to college On from my house. On a straight line? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, nuts. Yeah, so it made sense. Yeah. I mean, obviously it wasn't um, ideal in certain times because we're in England and Weather. the weather's shit. Yeah. Um, but so I, I used to ride almost every day and I, I kind of, ended up pretty much riding, I'd say at least a couple times a week, two or three times a week, I'd meet the same two guys 
on my way into college. We're both going to co well, all three of us going to college. <laughs> um, and and actually, it was kind of just messing about, you know, like racing each other or whatever else, just fucking about like you do on a bike um, when you're younger. And I did get, you know, we started talking to each other, got to know them. Um, and the other thing was we, we in the bike parking lot thing, we our bikes kind of stood out because they were the only ones that were proper mountain bikes, really. There was us and another person that I did then get to know later on as well. But they, so the, my friends, I still fairly occasionally go riding with uh, oh. Nick and Chris. Um, they, they kind of introduced me to mountain biking proper. Um, so we went, there was a local little forest thing. I mean, it was absolutely tiny like yes. really small at the far end of town which was the best thing about it it was you could ride to it i mean i lived on the harbor in eastbourne and you just ride all the way along the seafront like i think it was actually nearly four miles but it, it when it's just straight along the seafront it doesn't bad. seem like anything yeah. and then you're in paradise woods which had these great little downhill trails which were just for me who that's where i really learned to ride a bike um because just being able to ride a bike and enjoying ride a bike and then riding it off-road <laughs> properly mountain biking is a different thing. Um, and then from there, we kind of also went out to Friston Forest, which is kind of, it's quite a big forest. It's just in the South Downs um, and that place, my God, the, it, the riding there has changed a lot over the years. At the time, it was kind of really natural stuff, a couple of trails that had been there forever um and now there is so many trails in there like i, I came back from uni because so this is way before uni and then like i came back during my like final year at uni we went riding there and i was blown away by how many trails there were because guys would just be building these trails um but anyway um when <laughs> this is way before we like i was driving and this that, and the other i mean we were what we must have just about been we must have been 18 just so this would have been towards the end of college and we used to do night rides in the That's forest, cool. which it is that is something totally different. It sounds like, nuts and dangerous. Yes, so you could, we could be going down this trail, and you know this trail like the back of your hand in day. Like you've, I've ridden it a hundred times. You you go at night, and you've we've got reasonable lights. These Chinese knockoff things that were like <laughs> twenty five quid on eBay. They were really bright, but it's a different world at night. Like it, you you can see so much less less and you, you've got like no peripheral vision almost because you've got where the light is going oh, right, in front yeah. of you and so it's just it's just a blur but anyway so we do that so we ride there and you, so to get there we would you'd go up to the top of the downs and then down the other side and then up into the forest like so it's just you go over into a valley and then into the forest that's scary but in the valley there was a pub in Javington. <laughs> So we, and we went, there was, must have been anywhere between three and up to 10 people on these night rides. And we'd just go to the pub on the way That's back. amazing. That sounds like such a great trip. Honestly, that was some of the best riding. So, and we did this quite a lot, like generally once a week at certain points. And, and the thing, the thing was, that wasn't actually home, anywhere near home. Like we were like, I don't know, maybe six, seven miles away from home at this point. Maybe less, it depends if you went in a straight line, I guess. But to get out of the pub, you had to ride up a big hill. <laughs> like straight out of the pub door, up a track. 
like, that went up to the top of the down. So, you know, we for some reason, we all pretty much ended up, like, drinking cider at this point. And after, like, two or three pints of cider and then riding up a hill, you know you've drunk anything by the time you get to the top of the hill. Anyway, just, <laughs> it was just dumb. Like, it, but it was great. And, like, obviously... It, it was a it was a blast like it, that was some of the best writing but anyway so i went to uni about when did i start uni like when when did we finish college like 2012 11. oh must have been 11. no because i must have been 10. yeah because i <clears throat> i went to london met and then i went into uh future works so what 2012 2013. Mm -hmm. maybe i had a garb pure i had a garb pure before, a garb yeah in between <laughs> between my first university so it must have been must have yeah been 2009, okay 2010. 2010 maybe let's let's say that anyway so i went to uni i went quite far away from mm. home um which so did you eventually yeah. um and then so i went to staffordshire university and then i during this time i started secretly riding riding building my first full suspension mountain bike and i say secretly it was like you're at uni you don't have a lot of money yeah and like secretly from my parents i was buying bits now you think you're at <laughs> uni right you your parent how are your parents gonna know but I, I i did see my dad fairly occasionally because he used to travel quite a bit for work yeah and there was a, like a branch near us that he went to um but so my mate Chris that I was riding with, I, I sent parts to basically his house and it was he was putting it together slowly for me in his cellar <laughs> like, where he kept all his bikes, which is great. Um, now, I built that finally and that was, it, I mean, I'd ridden a few full suspension bikes. A lot of the guys we rode with, they worked at the local bike shop. Okay. So that's how we kind of really got into the, the guys we went on the night rides with. And that, that, was, that was great. I mean, those guys we still rarely see as well, but like... It, they're a good time um, and full suspension compared to kind of a normal bike with just a little bit of front suspension is a big difference yeah and i was i mean i was looking at bikes that were at the time maybe 2005 2006 frames so you build it up piece by piece okay, you know right, yeah, you yeah. know how you, we've built pcs right yeah 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 it's like that but with okay. a bike everything completely from scratch second hand random components from this yeah, and yeah. the other and trying to make things fit yes a bit like with most things there are standards yes that aren't really standards because there's about 17 <laughs> of them so anyway i eventually get this bike together and it, it's great and i eventually get it up to uni it's fine like it, i bought it off my mate chris but it was my bike in the village you know what i mean like it was it, it worked out but so the frame was a bit dumb really because I, I i kind of didn't consider this i was just like oh this frame is like a good price yes I bought it based on price. It'll work. I didn't think about the fact that it was three inches smaller than my current bike. Ah. So it, it was fine. It was rideable, but it was really far too small. <laughs> like, honestly, far too small. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I had to max out my seat posts and that wasn't high enough to be able to pedal it properly. Um, it, it was really short, this, that, and the other. But it rode great if I was a foot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in, in the end, I did manage to, to sell that frame, and funny enough, that frame ended up going to Hungary, I think. Oh, nice! And this was way back when eBay started doing the international shipping thing, or something like that, I think. And it, it was great because it, it, this dude in Hungary was really happy with it, anyway. Um, so I got a new frame. That was great. Um, I came back from uni, and this must have been—I don't know. I think it's 2012. <laughs> Popping the water bottle open there. 
um, 2012, I came back from uni, we were riding back up at Paradise Woods, uh, hanging out, you know, summer holidays and all of that, yeah. like, and about a week before this event I'm talking about, we'd, we'd been out just for a, a kind of early evening ride after after work. We were all working like part-time jobs and things up back then. And we'd gone along the downs and for some reason, I can't remember why, I'd taken my original bike and I had old tires on, the brake barely worked, this, that, and the other at the time because I'd stolen the parts for the full suspension bike basically. Um, and I had a very near miss with a big crash. Fuck. Like so, we're going literally straight down the South Downs. There's a there's a big there's a long run. There's some steps. It's a popular walking thing. It drops you right out of the seafront. But it's a big long grass hill basically. And then the last like 50 meters, there's a much sharper drop, and then you're about 20 meters from a wall on the road. I it was pretty dark. We hadn't really got lights on because we were it's summer. You're out longer than you expected. This that and the yeah, other. Yeah. And we're, we're bombing down this ridiculously fast. I see my mate go down this drop I'd forgotten about where it gets suddenly really steep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh nuts, crap. I'm going far too quick. And if I go off this, it's going to be very painful. So I grab the brakes, the wheels lock up, the bike slides out from underneath me because it's like damp grass, shitty tires. I then just like slide and fall down the slope, the steepest bit of the slope. Uh, and it was like, I was absolutely fine. Like I almost shit my pants because it was scary. <laughs> like, like it was, it was ridiculous. Like I got away so lightly with it because it's just slippery grass. I yeah, think, yeah. I think I, I yeah. the only thing that happened was I had, I had my riding shorts at the time had a little pocket that was pretty much about the size of like, a flip phone at the time, okay, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. but so, but I, my phone was in my bag, I think, but I had like my debit card in that pocket. Uh, I snapped in a half. <laughs> like, oh, that was the most annoying thing that happened, but like, other than that, I, I was totally fine. <laughs> and then, so that happened, and I got away likely. And then we were up at Paradise. I was on the, I was on the, the better bike, the, the full suspension bike. It was brilliant. I loved that bike. And my chain snapped. Ah. Uh, and I, again, I got away with that completely fine. Like it was just, I went, there's, there was a jump at the top of one of the trails, you go down into it. And for whatever reason, the, the, the chain snapped and the, the rear mech, so the thing that changed the gears at the back went into the back wheel, like broke some spokes. So I've got no chain, a probably wonky back wheel. Oh. And I'm like, it's fine. I'll, you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll just ride the pump track. I don't have to pedal because it's a pump track. The idea is yeah. that you can just like yeah. use your momentum to get yourself yourself around it. Now, <clears throat> I should have gone home at that point. <laughs> My bike's broken. Go GG, go home, yeah. yeah, yeah. About 15 minutes after this, I hit the floor quite hard and break my wrist. <laughs> like, <laughs> So this is like peak summer. It's like, it, it could not have been worse timing. Like it was, so it was my right wrist. So, my, so what happens is that a pump track is effectively lots of little mounds, basically yeah. like rollers, basically you kind of, you pump with your body up and over them. And I was going over one a little bit fast and hadn't quite shifted my weight enough. My front wheel just went off to the side and I just, I was like, oh, 
They're going pretty quick. And I just put my hands out in front of me as you do, which is also the dumbest thing you could possibly do, but it's your default reaction and I snap my wrist. Fuck. And like, not only did I snap the wrist, I, I, I broke it really quite close to the joint. Like literally, I'm showing Jack now, but I literally broke it right across there, right at the very oh, end. Oh, so God, I, okay. I, I compacted the joint and everything. So I still don't have full movement. Like I, I, I can't like, so. Oh, wow. I can't like, like <laughs> eh. Flexy, flexy. Like, it, it just about, it's better than it was, but really, like it was ridiculous. So that sucked. I was in a cast for like, I don't know, eight weeks or something. Uh, most of the summer. We were going on holiday, like with the family down to Cornwall. I couldn't, I couldn't go in the sea because you can't get the damn things wet. But it was fine. Like I, I, it was, it was coming. Like everybody I know has fucked themselves riding. Yeah. Like yeah, at yeah. some point you're going to. Um, but during this time, like I, I, I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna sell the bike stuff. The, this bike I'd cobbled together, um, and I'm gonna buy it like something complete and cheaper this that, and the other that was the plan yes in the end i sold all that stuff and then i pretty much made the fucking same bike again it's slightly better it was a newer frame but the same thing but anyway that was probably the best bike out of the lot that i'd built really good and i went back to uni i finished it really really happy with it and the riding at uni was fantastic yeah like good we, local bits Ish, local ish, yeah. uh, and we used to like me and my housemate used to ride to and from from work, work, uh, well, and work as well because I worked at the bar at uni. Um, every, so we rode to uni every day as well. All oh, right, that's but nice. We, what we used to do is we used to hop on a on a train one stop, which we rode to the station like two minutes. Hop on a train, ride two miles to Canuck Chase Forest, and then they have like fourteen miles of purpose built mountain bike trail. Oh and wow! It, like it is fucking great riding up there. Like. It, <laughs> Best single track, um, like really good technical uphills, uh, and the trails are like as wide as this desk, basically, like that, like that. What do you mean by technical uphills? Sorry. So you can either ride up like a fire road, which is like a big gravel track about the same width as a single lane road. Okay, yeah. So and normally they're called fire roads because they're designed to break up the middle of the forest or wherever it is. So if yeah. there is a forest fire, it gets to this gravel and can't go anywhere. Oh, else. that's cool. That's good. Um, so like Friston, the the forest in Eastbourne, the main climb in that forest is a fire road. You kind of, there's a million trails off the very top of it, but you to get back to the top again, you all ride up this straight, very fucking long like hill. There's <laughs> a slow incline, but it's 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 long. Cool. Whereas technical climbing is is kind of like there's there's switchbacks, there's there's little like there's the routes you have to go over to go uphill, uh, this, that, and the other. So it's not like... Straightforward. Straightforward. And that's good fun. It's like the whole trail was a real good mix. There's the, the, some of the best downhills I've ridden, including going to France. Like, <laughs> I haven't even put this on the notes there, but that was that's another story. Um, but anyway, so this is all great. And I am really happy with the bike. And I'm, I work at the bar at this time. So that means on a Friday night, I, I probably ride back anywhere between two and five in the morning after finishing work and my bike is locked up outside uni yeah and it had been for i'd locked up bikes outside uni for the whole time i've been there and it was all good my i come out of work at like 
I think it was probably about half three in the morning. It's cold. I want to go home. And my bike is not there. <laughs> like, it's just not there. And I'm like, did I lock it up? Like, what did I, did I, I'm you, that thing where you go, Jeez. did I actually walk to work or did I write? What did I do? No, I definitely rode to work. Shit, my bike has been stolen. Now, I don't, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't use the best lock ever in the world, but this, that, and the other. I mean, it, it was just gone. Like, I never saw that bike again. And I, I, I was really, really gutted. I can, I bet. Like, I know some people actually put their own tags on it, like the iPhone um, location tag on it mm -hmm. now, because those bikes are expensive. And yeah. it really hurts because, I mean, I've been lucky enough to not have much stolen from me at all in my life. When you do it, it's such a sinking feeling because you're like, why would it drive someone that far to do it? And, yeah. you know, it's an easily recognisable thing if it's another person's bike, but it's it, just it such stood a trashy out. thing to do. Yeah, I mean, this bike stood out. I mean, I I, don't, I wasn't the only one who had a bike nicked from uni. The trouble was mine was meant a lot to me at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah of um, course, of course. It's your main hobby. And yeah. That to happen is just crappy. Yeah, and I was, I mean, I guess I was lucky in the fact that I had got my original bike in some form or another still there so yeah. i did i did end up putting another i could still ride something it took me a little while but i put something together that i had because i pretty much didn't give a shit about my other bike because i, I was riding the good one yeah. all the time yeah yeah um but so kind of, the other thing that was going on at this time of this was we were filming a project for i i did film production at uni so we were filming all the time and one of the things was we were filming me and my housemate riding that's cool and we'd done one day of filming and it went really great and then, like, my bike gets nicked. Yes. In between the next time we go filming. So I have to put my other bike together so we can do the other filming. And so I have one brake, which doesn't really work that well. The tyres are the shitty tyres I have lying around because I wasn't riding them. And I'd set it up so it was single speed. So I have one gear, one brake, shitty tyres. And, ah, man, that, 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 that's what I'm going to do to my this bike again soon because that was the best I've ever had that bike. Yeah. Because it was sketchy as hell but so much fun to ride because yes. it was simple it, it, it doesn't get simple the one gear one brake that's it like now <laughs> on my current bike which we'll get to is i've got 11 gears i've got i think about six different levers on the bars because i've got gears i've got a, a seat post that goes up and down i've got suspension <laughs> controls on the thing and it, it was just ridiculous so that was fun and it was nice to have a bike still but uh, you know i thought that was it and then my my dad's like, you know, your bike might be covered under a home insurance. And I'm like, well, how? Like, I'm not at home. <laughs> he, I think he'd seen something in the policy that was like, I'm away from home. So things like, my, I had an iMac at the time, and so yeah. that was covered somehow. Because I'm a, a student away from home. Yeah. And so direct line insurance were like, yeah, that's covered. When that's my dad, nuts. Yeah, my dad rang them. Like, yeah, it's covered. It's fine. That's amazing. So what actually came of that then? So I had to kind of like list out what I had and what Inventory, the actual... Inventory, everything. Yeah, effectively. Um, and I actually had to put the, the price to buy them new. So that was obviously a lot more than I... It was already more than I spent. I spent maybe 450, 450 quid on it, maybe. Maybe more. But I think to buy these parts at the time new is about 900 quid, maybe. Gosh. Maybe, I think maybe about up, up to 1,200, depending on what what you could find. Yeah. I wasn't very optimistic. I didn't know how this was going to work. Was I going to get a check or for, for whatever I put on this list or anything like that? But in the end, they said, have a look at this 
this website. Here's here's some bikes to choose from. And already the first bike that I they said they they themselves suggested to me was about twelve fifty, so one thousand two hundred and fifty yeah. quid. And it was already I was like, great because this no matter what this is a is is a new bike, bike and it's a new new current spec, pretty decent. But I was like in the back of my mind, I was like, it, it's it's great, but it's not really the same sort of yeah. bike I had because yeah. I'd built something that was had quite a lot of suspension travel, was quite aggressive, was built for the downhills more than the up. And the bikes they suggested were kind of more cross-country bikes. They were full suspension, but more cross-country. Okay. The interesting thing is they have like a bike team. So they actually fucking know what they're talking about. And, I, and when I said that to them, they were like, oh yeah, I totally get it. Give us a minute, we'll come back to you. And then my dad gets this, this link. And it, my dad told me this afterwards. And he was like, he gets sent a link to this bike. And it's two and a half thousand pounds of bike. Like God. a good, it's a it's a good bike, and he 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 calls them back and he's like, before I send this to my son, are you sure? Because that is obviously chunky money compared to the five hundred quid I'd spent. You know? What yeah. I mean? like, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, totally, totally fine, no problem. That's really nice. And then, so literally within like two weeks of me having a bike next, I have two and a half thousand pound bike sat on my doorstep. <laughs> Good karma for good people. <laughs> like, oh, it's such a lovely sight. Yeah. Well, the bike was nicked, but the fact that you've got yeah. that, that's wonderful, dude. Yeah. That's such a nice turn. I've never have ended up with a bike like that, ever, in a million years. I'd never have saved enough money for it. And and I, why would I have done it at the time? Because yeah. I, I was happy with the bike I had. That, and that bike is still, that's what I ride. Like, that's it's a great bike. Don't get me wrong. I would always change stuff on it. You, yeah, you're always going to be that's fucking what you picky do. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's your hobby, it's part of it. And that bike, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Like, I honestly, nowadays, I barely ride. Yeah. When I do, I love it, but I barely yeah. ride. So that's what I mean, I'm going to aim to do. I've, I've found over the years that it's my fault I'm not riding because it, no one is stopping me. Fine, we do other things. Yeah. I'm the one not making time to ride. It is, ti- it is time, and it's what it's our job is, does that to us. Yeah. It's growing up and you've got other responsibilities, you've got... You got your your place you're living in. You got your job. You've got your girlfriend. You've yeah. got us to entertain, to go to the cinema with. There's all these other things that will stop you from doing it. And it's, but when you do find those rare moments, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's so much fun. I, I love riding my bike when I get to do it. So yeah, that was me. I don't know how long that went on for, but no, that was you. good. Honestly, that was great. Um, because like I, I never actually asked you about this. I know that you did um, yeah. mountain biking, but I never actually found out about how you got into it or how much it's affected your life in that sense. That was really nice. You showed so much passion about it. So thank you. I think that was actually great. I don't care how long that took. <laughs> that was brilliant. So yeah, mine is actually more of a recent one. I have I flit in between hobbies. Um, not like, uh, you know, I won't be like, oh, I'll pick up the Juba and I'll leave it after two years because I'm yeah. crap. I still play guitar, but I'm not the best. And um, maybe that's part of my dyspraxia, but I love going into it. Like last month, I played a load of Nirvana songs and I was just so, having so much fun. Yeah. Mum was laughing because she saw me on the balcony and she could see inside the shed and I'm just going nuts, Brita. And just on a Sunday morning, and it was awesome. But the topic I'm going to be covering is airsoft. Yeah, going back, I started archery at school shortly after St. Bede. So when okay. you were doing your... When you were starting out doing your BMX... Not BMXing, sorry, the fucking idiot. Your mountain biking. Yeah. I, was, I started doing archery because I did archery at Bede's as well. Um, so I got myself a bow. Uh, my parents were great. Um, my my dad said to me, um, 
if you pass all your GCSEs, I'll give you a load of money. Yeah, and that's you have how to, you have to pass bike. them. Yeah, that's how I got my bike. And, that, and so, and I want to do that if I ever have kids because that is brilliant. It's yeah. Such an incentive. And so I got a bow with it and a PlayStation Three because yeah, that's nice. my yeah. money. I could do what I like with it. It's the first kind of adult purchase, and I've still got this bow and I still want to use it. But um, yeah, I did archery before university. But the problem was is that with university, I had to stop going on Sundays. And, you know, throughout college, I also found my faith. So I started going to mass, which meant I kept on missing archery. And so that was a hobby that really kind of dropped off. And it was such a shame because I remember the feeling it gave me and the people I met. And it was just this something to look forward to every week and something different and away from everything. I was lacking some form of sports in my life. Um, and I found some cool videos about guns. And I was always, I, I grew up in a family where guns are not allowed anything, any okay. even a toy gun, yeah. nothing. Um, my dad was in the uh, Navy for 12 years. He just had a staunch no. Like, you know, wrestling was banned. Okay. Um, I couldn't listen to Slipknot, that sort of stuff. Even though I did listen to Slipknot and they gave up on that. But no wrestling, no toy guns. So as you can imagine, I was fascinated with anything gun-related. And uh, I found a few um, airsoft videos by the sniper guy called Novridge. And this guy, um, I think he's a Scandinavian bloke, goes around the woods all day and you see like actual cam footage and like f uh, sight footage of him shooting people from halfway across the map and seeing how he's having so much fun and I started watching binge watching airsoft videos and I remember that year um which is about what three four years back I did paintball at the local site which is what I go to now yeah and I was crap at paintball but I remember that feeling that utter adrenaline rush that I craved. When I play games, I love those adrenaline moments. Like in PvP, as a rogue, you open up on someone and you've got to hit your markers. And if you hit your markers and it all works, there's such a gratification there. That I was lacking that gratification in everything else. I was working late nights, uh, things were quite boring to me, things were getting stale fast. I needed that bang, that boom, essentially. <clears throat> and that's where Airsoft really kind of came into it. So me and my friend Phil were uh, watching these airsoft videos and he was saying oh I'd love to be a sniper oh I bet I could be a good sniper and I, I I don't know if we actually both did this together but our IT teacher Mr Richards used to do target rifle shooting yes yeah I used to do that yeah. we both did that at some point and I loved that even though weirdly enough looking back on it I thought about it last week I was crap at target rifle shooting because I needed glasses right yeah 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 because yeah. I could never quite see the sight and I wondered why and I know that's why okay. but I loved it and I loved that empowerment I had you know with the rifle and the trust and it was just great fun um so yeah paintball uh the first day we decided screw it let's go to do one of the rental ones if we like it we'll continue if we don't like it we've given it a go <clears throat> so we go to Holmbush farm for this day's rental high at the summer and they bring us to the castle field and what you do is you go up there they give you the safety brief they give you the clothes like so it's like a onesie a camo onesie and you get given a gun <clears throat> the guns aren't very good yeah but it's a rental people are going to chuck it about parties of kids are going to yeah. pretend to be cod warriors and the guy said to us because i said any tips and he goes you're gonna get shot get up nice and close but the fear I had when I first went into that thing, you go around and there's people in full camouflage, full military gear, and they're wiping down guns that all look real steel. They look like they're made to hurt. These things look legit real steel stuff. <clears throat> it was alien to me, totally alien. And I was like, Phil, we're gonna get crushed. But they took us to this castle field and we crawl all the way to the front line and there's pellets going all over our heads. Okay. People are chucking grenades, oh, right. which are, you know, uh, airsoft grenades, so they're either filled with pellets or 
it's just a big flashbang that goes bang. There's smoke everywhere where people have chucked smoke things. It's absolute chaos. I loved it immediately. We get up to the front and we're in these um, ferns and we just start opening up on people because no one expects us to be there. There's loads of other rental people who are sticking at the back. We knew that our guns weren't going to go anywhere. And other people started pushing up with us that were regulars. And we started getting people out. I was like, we're actually okay at this. And it's because I'm like five foot five, I could get into places most <laughs> people can't. And Phil's a good marksman naturally. So we were having an absolute whale of a time. I left that day thinking, this is what I want to do. That was so much fun. Everyone was so nice. You do get some ratty people are like, cool, you hits, blah, blah, blah. Um, I wasn't one of those people, by the way. But it's nuts thinking the adrenaline and the rush. And when you get hit, you go, ow, bugger, okay, I'm out. You go back to the spawn. In paintball, they tell you to stay there until the end of the round. In airsoft, they say, go out there, just keep going, go back. And because you get like 5,000 pellets in a, uh, in a can, you can do whatever you like with the ammo. You can just go through it and it's fun. And it's just like, there are people who have spring snipers, machine guns, pistols, which are gas powered. I was hooked. Um, so what we decided to do is try and get the real steel. And you have to get a UCARA license for it or a defense license. So you have to go there three times in the space of two months. And every time you go, they'll sign a signature. After doing those three games, you then hand it in and you get your license. And the first thing I bought was a sniper rifle and a pistol. Both were bright orange. Yes, I have seen said bright orange. Which was hilarious because the pistol was too hot for the field. <laughs> so I couldn't actually use it, which I was gutted about. Um, it was still very fun. I've still got it. The sniper rifle, I put on my camo gear, went out. Someone said, it was really weird. I couldn't see you because your camouflage was actually pretty good. But everyone could see your rifle and everyone shot at you because of your rifle. It was a funny day. Um, I've since painted it black, you know, just so, you know, hashtag Rolling Stones. But um, yeah, with that, I decided that sniping wasn't really for me because it wasn't the best thing out of the box. Um, and also I wanted to get up close and I liked the machine guns. The first gun I got was a Crytac CRB Mark I, which is an M4. So okay. you, can, you can shoot lots with an M4. It's a basic standard, bog standard build and Crytac were are a reputable brand. So I get this thing, first game I absolutely destroy with it because I'm ballsy, I'm gutsy, I run. I was quite fit then because I was working for Absolute Post. I was running up and down stairs, three flights of stairs, yeah. constantly throughout the day, every day. I was in peak. And it was incredible fun. And I then started upgrading it. So kind of like yourself, I was looking at this gun thinking, oh, okay, so I need to get a new inner barrel. I need to get a new trigger set. I need to get a new motor. I need to get this, that, and the other. I need to get sight for it. Yeah. I need to get holo hologram stuff. I want a pistol. It just kept on going and going. Other friends started joining in. So Phil started buying his own stuff. Phil actually started out with a sniper that he wanted to do up. Morgan joined us. He had an M16 and he had a pistol. Um, he had a pistol for a while. I gave him my holster and bless him, he lost the pistol because the holster wasn't holding it. Oh, so that was 150 quid down the tube when you can imagine you can't, when you're renting and you're our age, you can't really earn a grand, a grand deal of money every month. No. And I think that kind of knocked the wind out of his sails to continue with us because he likes the objective of it and he liked running for the gold. Whereas I always liked uh, shooting people out. I liked the tactics of it like, you know, preserve the pilot where you have two people pick up a dummy and have to chuck it across the field and you <laughs> run with them and have to shoot back at people. I love that sort of stuff. But it is that adrenaline. It's the rush. It's the going out there and coordinating with people saying, right, no, we've got a sniper down there. We've got this person down here. I'm going to run over there 
And if he hits me, you'll know where he is, exactly. If not, I will try and flank him. And as soon as you start running, that fear is there. You know that person knows exactly where you are, where you're going. Um, it was a few weeks back. Um, I ran, stopped. This thing went straight in front of my nose. <laughs> and then I ran further and I got down. And I just heard someone say, you little twat. <laughs> and we all started laughing and I stopped. I couldn't do anything. But that was, I was like, oh God, I, I knew. I just knew that instinct now. Whereas previously before, I just get shot in the head. Yeah. Because there are some really good marksmen there. <laughs> But they, yeah, friends started um, joining and I also started getting gear. So buying camouflage, there's so much more to it. Good footwear, kind of like your bike. You're always adding stuff. You're yeah. always building stuff up. So I'm always building something to my guns. I also got an AK-47 because I love it. Yeah. And it was full metal and full wood. And I got it from, I think, Czechoslovakia via firesupport.co.uk and it cost me about 230 quid, right? Okay. So it's an investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that upgraded and I've never looked back. That is my go-to. If my M4 dies, that AK-47 will work, no problem. I've given it to a friend, and I was like, can you please be careful with it? He ran straight headlong into a rhododendron and <laughs> rolled into it, came out, and the front sight was a little bit lopsided. He just went <laughs> straight back into that, and the thing was firing fine. He still asks me if he can use it. It's more reliable than my Crytac, it's nuts. Um, but that's it. Also the same with uh, pistols, because I know that we're quite far into the show now. Yeah, that's great. Um, pistols, uh, I love in particular, even though I'm crap with them. So because of my dyspraxia and I'm naturally shaky, um, pistols aren't the best thing for me to go for. Yeah. Right? When it comes to a rifle, I'm very good. I'm very tactically minded and I'm a good marksman. But with pistols, for some reason, I just don't have the greatest thing. So I'm thinking of getting a Glock next. Okay. Like John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's we, a terrible yeah. tactical thing. We had a look at this. Yes. Um, but I've currently got uh, an, two 1911s, which are your bog standard kind of World War II uh, American officer sort of thing. Okay. Um, one of them is by Secutor Rudis. And with a pistol, you can either go gas um, or you go CO2, which is another kind of gas. So you get the little bulbs that people take. You know, like NOS, the laughing yes. gas stuff yeah, that yeah, people yeah. take as a drug. Um, that sort of stuff you'll have during winter. So I found out that you have magazines which you fill with gas by chucking it in the bottom. Yeah. And during the summer, it's fine. But during the winter, it gets too cold and it doesn't function correctly. Oh. So when you shoot it, the slide won't fully cycle back and reset. Or I've seen last week, I saw people shooting their pistols and either it was too hot and it was too expansive. The entire gas came straight out the top of the mag and they can't use it because there's no gas wow. left in the magazine. They just go, well, that's buggered and just put it back into their holster. No yeah. more use for the rest of the game until they refilled it. I've been using this Secutor Rudis um, 1911 for the last about five months since I got it. It cost me about 120, 130 quid, and I've fallen in love with it. It's got such a kick to it. <laughs> Every time I give it to my friends, it's a fear weapon. Yeah. I pull it out, it goes bang, and someone goes, oh crap. And I also won. My favorite, one of my proudest moments of this year was we did this America versus Great Britain game except the Americans didn't show up because of whatever happened during the event. And also, I can completely understand because imagine trying to lug all your guns from one continent to another, plus gear, plus accommodation. It's, I, I was surprised that it was happening to begin yeah. anyway, right? It's supposed to be a massive event, but we made the most of the day, and there was about 60 of us in total, which a normal Sunday would have about 150 to 200. So this wow, was, this was a lot of people. Though. Yeah, a lot of people, but it wasn't a big turnout. Near the end of the day, we had about three hours to kill between the afternoon game and a night game, which we'd never ran before. Mm -hmm. So we decided, once we'd had lunch, to do, four, um, to do a, a man versus all. So it's me, 
Patrick, Will and Phil all decide to have like a free-for-all and I won the first free-for-all. Nice. But there's this weird thing, so you, you start at different corners in the close quarters combat arena and I still remember it, it's clear, because all the leaves are falling, it's quiet, you don't hear anyone, you hear the occasional shuffle of feet and I just went, all right, go! <laughs> <laughs> Shit! And I have to run because Will's got Will has got um, an automatic pistol. Oh god! So he's got doo, 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 and he's got loads of ammunition. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So I have to run away from him. I managed to find Phil, and Phil's very tactically minded like me as well. But I managed to dupe him and shoot him in the back. <laughs> I managed to get Patrick was the last person I got. I managed to get Will luckily because he went round a corner and I waited like yeah. a little bitch. But between me and Patrick, it was really tense because he's incredibly fit. He does hockey. He does loads of stuff and he just, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's been doing it with us for the last like half a year now. Um, and it was so tense. And I managed to get a lucky shot on his goggles. But you know when it hits someone in your goggles, he goes, yeah. and you go, ah, oh, no, that's me out. And I was like, actually won? <laughs> we started doing duels, like old Western duels, <laughs> right? And that's scary as well. So I think one of the main things was for getting over the nerves of being shot that yeah. close. The first time we did a duel... We both pulled out our pistols, pointed at each other, and then fainted away <laughs> went, and started shooting and missing. And then like by the end of it, you're like, come on, that missed me. Now, you know like the old pistol duel, they, they go out, the scared person will shoot, miss, yeah. and then the other person just goes bang and shoot them in the head. Yeah. By the end of it, everyone's just like pot-shotting each other or filled with this <laughs> thing where he turned around and dropped straight to the floor and tried to shoot. Okay, but yeah. It backfired on him once because I knew he was going to drop to the floor and he landed on a root. Oh no. <laughs> but so right, I did one where I laughed and I got shot in the throat. <laughs> Sorry. Ouch. <laughs> like me gargling up water water earlier. But yeah, long story short, I guess for me it was the spending time with friends at the heat of summer, height yeah. of summer even, and it was hot. And it was just great fun. So yeah, so Ed's hobby is mountain biking, bi biking even. Yeah, a bit of mountain biting. I go, Mount I go mountain bike some the, mountains, uh, yes. Mountain biting the pavement, breaking a wrist. <laughs> yes, ah. not good. And me getting shot in the throat, in the ear, in the head, <laughs> and everywhere else. But yeah, so that, that's a bit more about us. I, I don't know what our next topic will be. It probably be something a little bit different to that. Um, I think something that'll be great for us to try is I think we should try and do the other's hobby. So it would be good for like me to do some airsoft with yeah. you or something and then you to come riding with Hell me or yeah. something. And we'll just see. that This might take a while to sort out, but yeah. like it will be, I think it will be great. Be I think that would be good fun because I need to do a little bit more exercise and I actually quite like the idea of mountain biking. I do like quite riding a bike, but mm. all the bikes we got at home at the moment are either rusted or It's fine, I got bikes, good. it's cool. Oh, I'd be so off for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds great. So that's, stay tuned for that, we'll, uh, we'll try and revisit that. Sometime this summer, maybe, it might be later this year, we'll yeah. see. Um, but I'd say that was a show. Yeah, so... it's a very long show, but at the same point, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, I've learned stuff about Ed literally on this show, yeah. and him likewise for this. It's quite, quite a long one, but a good one, I'd say. Yeah. So, I mean, we'd love some feedback on this. We've slightly changed how we're doing this show. Um, as you may have seen, we're, we're putting out a few different things and obviously Jack's got his um, homes, homes for places, places, homes of places <laughs> show. Um, we'll try and do a few more of the mini mini so things. I like those, I like those uh, shortcasts that you're doing. Yeah, I, cool. I think they're good fun. It took me a minute to get into it. Um, as I kind of said on Discord, I was like standing there, standing there, sat there with the mic on going, <laughs> <laughs> do I? 
And then I just have to go for it. So you can, and you can, yeah, exactly. You you can hear it in the first thing I say, like when I when I say like hi at the beginning. It's slightly broken voice, and then I get into it because I'm like suddenly terrified of my mic. Like it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that's good fun. So so that was a show. Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at slackers underscore studio and join our Discord at the link in the show notes. Don't let your boss catch you slacking. Until next time, we've been the Slackers. But wait, there's more! There's more! Here's some messages from other podcasts in the Slackersphere. Hey, Slackers, it is Frasley. Want to hear even more discussion about World of Warcraft and geeky stuff? Head on over to Frazzlecast in your local supermarket podcast app, right next to the lettuce. Each week, I talk with people from Azeroth and beyond! Hey, Slackers, Allie here. Do you enjoy Warcraft Dungeons? Ever wonder what the stories are behind them, but are just too busy slacking to look it up? I've got you covered. Check out Dungeon Fables on Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Take care and keep on slacking.